What's up everyone, Colin Hayes here back with another episode. I don't care if it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or whatever the day of the week it is, I hope you guys are having a great day and a great week, and let's get it started. First off, I just want to say I have some very exciting news I'm going to share at the end of this episode. I hope that you guys tune in all the way through and get as excited as I am for the news I'm going to share to you. So the quote for this episode is this, do not spoil what you have by desiring what you have not, but remember that what you now have was once among the things you only hoped for. I'm going to say it again because I say all the quotes twice. Do not spoil what you have by desiring what you have not. But remember that what you now have was once among the things you had only hoped for. We have this quote posted up at, at the weight room at KU. And I love it a lot because it's basically saying be grateful for what you have. Don't spoil what you have by looking at things you don't have. Be grateful for what you have. Because... For me, and for everyone here listening, there was once a time in your life that you only hope for what you have now. Whether it be a house, a car, a family, whatever it may be, there was once a time in your life that you hope for what you have now, and you have it now. So be grateful for what you have, rather than looking at things you don't have. Gratitude. What does it mean? What does gratitude mean? And basically, to me, it's one word. Thankfulness. Thankfulness for what you have. Thankfulness for your house. Thankfulness for your family. Thankfulness for your job, thankfulness. And in this episode, I intertwine grateful and gratitude because they mean the same thing. In the dictionary, they're synonyms. So if I say grateful, I mean gratitude. If I say gratitude, I mean grateful. It's the same meaning. So I have two stories for you guys. One's a myth, so it's not true. And then one's a personal story for me. And I hope that one of these stories, or both, can help you guys understand gratitude and help to implement it in your life more. So the first story, the myth, is about King Midas and his golden touch. I'm not sure if you guys heard the story, but it's basically a story about being grateful for the things you have rather than the things you wish to have. So the story goes like this. King Midas was a, was a great king. He had a great fortune. He had everything he could ever wish for, a castle, all the money in the world, and a beautiful daughter. But even though he was very rich, he thought that his greatest happiness was provided by gold. And gold was money then. So he thought his happiness was was a direct correlation with the amount of gold he had. So he actually spent most of his days counting money, bathing in gold, and money was his obsession. Gold was his obsession. Well, one day, the god of wine was passing through King Midas' kingdom. And one of the companions with the god of wine got delayed along the way and actually passed out and fell asleep in the rose garden surrounding the palace of King Midas. There he was found by the king who recognized him and brought him in and had him spend a few days at his palace. But after that, Midas took him back to the city and the god of celebration promised Midas to satisfy any wish to him because he was very grateful that Midas did all that for the god of wine's companion. Midas thought for a while and then he said this, I hope that everything I touch becomes gold. That was his wish. And and the God of Celebration warned him, saying, I don't know if that should be it, but King Midas was insistent that that was his wish. He was positive. He's like, man, everything that I touch, I want it to become gold. The God of Celebration couldn't do anything about it. And he promised the king from that following day, everything he touched would turn into gold. So the next day, Midas woke up, eager to see if his wish came true. He extended his arm, touching the table, the floor, the walls, the rug, the chair, the bathtub, everything. Everything was turning into gold, and he was super excited. Eventually, he walked downstairs to have breakfast, 
and there was a rose on the table. He picked up the rose to smell the fragrance. When he touched it, the rose became gold. The rose lost its fragrance because it turned into gold, and he was kind of disappointed. But without even thinking, he reached out to grab a grape to eat, and it turned into gold. Then he reached out for a slice of bread, and it turned into gold, and then a glass of water, and it turned into gold. Suddenly, he was fearful. Tears filled his eyes. But at that moment, his beloved daughter walked in. When he got up to hug her, she turned into a golden statue. Fearful, he raised his arms and prayed to the God of celebration to take this curse from him. The God heard Midas and felt sorry for him. He told Midas to go to the river and wash his hands. So Midas did. He ran to the river, and as he was washing his hands, he could see the gold flowing from his hands. When he returned home, everything Midas touched became normal. Midas hugged his daughter and in full happiness and decided to share his great fortune with his people. And from that day on, he became a better person, generous and grateful for all the goods in his life. I tell you this story because he learned to be grateful for the things he has, right? He had all his money, he had all this wealth, he had a beautiful daughter, but he was spoiling it because he was desiring more things that he doesn't have. So after, sadly, turning everything into gold, he was luckily able to reverse it, but he had to go through that. And it's like the saying, you don't know what you've got until it's gone, right? He had all this stuff, but once he lost it, he lost his daughter, he lost the ability to eat. He didn't know what he had until it was gone. But I tell you that story because, like I said, you have to be grateful for things you have. You can't spoil what you have because of the things you don't have. So just know that. You, you don't spoil what you have. My second story is a personal story. It's um, me, where I am right now in football. So I'm a long snapper at KU. I've never played. But I can take that two ways. I can be upset and angry at the situation, or I can be grateful for where I am. Because I'm looking at the bigger picture, I'm grateful. Because of the lessons I'm learning, the relationships I'm building, and just the, the education I'm getting. I love my personal story because I'm not spoiling what I have. Because like the quote says, at one point I desired where I am at. When I was a young kid, I mean, I was like, I want to play Division One football. I can't wait to play Division One football. And look where I am, playing Division One football. So I'm grateful for where I am. So guys, when thinking about how to be grateful, I have a couple do's and I have a couple don'ts. But we're going to start with the don'ts first. Don't say this. Don't be the person or don't have this mindset that says, I will be happy when this desire is fulfilled. I'll be happy when I get a new house. I'll be happy when I get a new car, right? Don't do that because that mindset will repeat itself once that desire is met. And you say, no, it won't. But the quote goes, thinking you shall be. If you think every day, man, I'll be happy once this desire is fulfilled, you will always have that in your mind. Even though you don't, you will. Once you get that first desire, you want the next one and the next one. You will always spoil what you have because you desire things you don't have. Next, guys, I read this story about a guy who purchased a huge, beautiful home. However, once he moved in, he already started talking about his next house that was going to be even bigger. He moved in and he, he's already desiring more things that he, that he doesn't have, spoiling what he has, a huge home. Guys, this is the key. A key of this is we want this or we want that. If we don't get what we want, we keep thinking about all that we don't have, and we remain unhappy and not joyful. But if we do get what we want, we just simply recreate the same thinking in our new circumstances. No matter what we get, with the mindset of, I will be happy when this desire is fulfilled, we will still remain unhappy. Happiness cannot be found when we are yearning for new desires. Very important. Happiness cannot be found when we are yearning for new desires. Okay, so those are the don'ts. Now on to the do's. Number one, instead of complaining about something, think of the positives. 
For example, instead of wishing that your spouse were different, try to think about their wonderful qualities. Or two, instead of complaining about your salary, be grateful that you have a job. When you feel yourself falling into the I wish life were different trap, stop and start back over with the positives. Take a moment and think of all the things you have to be grateful for because there's a lot. Here's the key is this. When you focus not on what you want but on what you have, you actually end up getting more than what you want anyways. See, if you focus on the good qualities of your spouse, they will be more loving. Or if you are grateful that you have a job rather than complaining about it, you will do a better job, be more productive, and probably end up getting a raise anyways. So those are my do's and don'ts, guys. My tasks for you to practice this week, your to-dos. Think more about what you have than what you want. Okay, Like I just said, the key was think more what you have than what you want, and you'll end up actually getting more than what you want. You'll see your life start appearing much better than before. And perhaps for the first time in your life, you'll know what it means to feel satisfied. Another thing I do, guys, is I really love this, is every morning think of or write down three things that you're grateful for each day. It can be a person, a thing, whatever it may be, just write down three or think of three. So for me personally, this morning, these are my three. Number one was my bed. Um, I make Making my bed is a habit. I read a book, Make Your Bed, by Admiral McRaven. Um, it's a great book, by the way. That's my habit, but I also do it because it helps me to understand to be grateful that I have a bed to sleep in because there's a bunch of people in the United States and around, all around the world that don't have beds to sleep in, so I'm grateful that I have a bed to sleep in. Number two is legs. I ran this morning, and I'm grateful that I can run. And third is food to eat. Like I said about the bed, there's a bunch of people on this earth that don't have sufficient enough food every day, so I'm just grateful that I have food every day to eat. So here we go, guys. The exciting news for the upcoming weeks. So I won't be posting any new topics for the next month or so. Rather, I have a handful of interviews I'm doing these next couple of weeks. I've sent out a bunch of emails and got a couple of replies of people that want to be on this podcast interview. So I'm super excited to have my guests on the podcast that can give you even more things from a different perspective that you can implement into your life. And again, will help you become a better version of yourself. I'm super excited for these opportunities to bring on these great men and women of full of wisdom that I, along with you guys, can use. So on to the book recommendation. The book that I recommend this week is Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and It's All the Small Stuff by Richard Carlson. This book holds all the information you need to realize that everything in life is small, and it will give you the great lessons that you can use to move on and live a better life. Guys, the book, I just read it recently. It's great because everything he says in life is small. So don't sweat it. So thank you guys for listening. And as always, get ready for a new life filled with a better you. Thank you.